in a secluded corner of the world, untouched by the corroding influence of modernity, lay a village wrapped in mysteries as old as the towering trees that enclosed it. Encompassed by a forest that seemed almost sentient, with rivers whose currents changed as if guided by an invisible hand, the village existed in a state of tranquil isolation. Nature's labyrinthine barriers shielded it, and perhaps, imprisoned it too. Not that the villagers would have had it any other way. They prided themselves on their self-sufficiency, their simple ways of life, and the community they had nurtured for generations. Yet, in this seemingly mundane setting, threads of the extraordinary were woven into the very fabric of existence. At the village's heart was its square, a communal space around which life spiraled in endless circles of birth, market days, festivals, and eventually, death. However, the true core of the village's secret lay not in the square but in a narrow, almost hidden alley that branched off it. A cobblestone pathway, worn and aged, led to a quaint cottage cloaked in creeping vines and moss. From a distance, one could mistake it for an abandoned relic, an echo of a time long past. But a closer look would reveal a faint wisp of chimney smoke, signaling a life within. Inside the cottage was a room dominated by a loom of intricate construction. Unlike any other, this loom seemed as ancient as the hills and as complex as a spider's web. A multitude of threads interwove in its wooden arms, in shades and hues that could make a rainbow seem monochromatic. They pulsed softly, imbued with a luminous quality that the human eye could barely register. The keeper of this loom was an elderly weaver, her hands, weathered by years and wisdom, moved with a grace that defied her age. Those who happened upon her creations often marveled at their beauty, oblivious to the profound power they concealed. For the tapestries she wove were not mere ornaments or tales captured in thread. They were the past and the future, a mirror to what was and a window to what could be. Each thread she tied and each pattern she created had the potential to nudge the course of destiny, ever so slightly, ever so irrevocably. This delicate balance had been maintained for years, an unspoken agreement between the weaver and the universe. She would craft her tapestries, allowing glimpses of the future and echoes of the past, but never manipulating them to serve any purpose, neither good nor ill. It was a covenant of non-interference, rooted in the wisdom that the fabric of reality is too fragile to be meddled with. However, all things must come to an end, and so must balance. An event was looming on the horizon, an event that would not only rip through the threads of her tapestries but would also unravel the very fabric of the world she had so carefully woven. It would begin with a single act, a single breach, and the repercussions would echo through the alleys and streets, from the central square to the most isolated corners of the village. And at the heart of it would be the weaver, her loom, and a choice that would defy the very laws of existence. And so, the stage was set, the loom waited, its threads poised to dance through ancient fingers, ready to weave a tale of unintended consequences. A tale that would alter the course of not just the village but perhaps, the very nature of reality itself. The village, though generally prosperous due to its harmonious relationship with the land, found itself in the grasp of an inexplicable drought. The rains that usually graced the fields and nurtured the crops had become an infrequent whisper, leaving the soil parched and the vegetation withering. 
An atmosphere of dread took hold as the lifeblood of the community, its agriculture, teetered on the edge of collapse. Hope was beginning to fray, like an old tapestry left too long in the sun. A villager, driven by the grim possibility of famine and the desperation it carried, found himself at a moral crossroads. The seeds of his choice were sown by despair, watered by necessity. As the sky remained an unforgiving blue day after day, he decided that extreme times called for extreme measures. In the shroud of night, he veered off the village square and slinked down the narrow cobblestone alley, his eyes set on the cottage he had always observed but never truly seen. Breaking into the weaver's cottage felt like a violation of sacred ground. The air inside was heavy with the musk of aged wood and the elusive scent of mystical fibers. But what caught his attention and rendered him momentarily breathless was the loom. It was unlike anything he had ever seen, large and almost imposing, its intricacies suggesting an otherworldly origin. On it was a tapestry still in the making, a work of art paused mid-stroke. Threads of various shades and hues were woven in complex patterns, but what arrested his gaze was the central portion, where a shimmering thread of aquamarine was woven to represent rain clouds over fields of green and gold. Compelled by a force he couldn't comprehend, he reached out and touched the shimmering thread. The sensation was electric, a pulse of energy flowing from his fingertips, up his arm, and coursing through his very veins. The tapestry seemed to quiver, its threads rippling like the surface of a pond disturbed by a fallen leaf. In that instant, something shifted, not just in the room, but in the world beyond. Unbeknownst to him, the loom had woven his desperate wish into the reality it governed. The moment his fingers lifted off the tapestry, the first drops of rain began to fall outside, soft and tentative at first, then growing into a steady downpour that soaked the thirsty earth. The next morning, the village awoke to wet fields and a sky scrubbed clean. A collective sigh of relief swept through homes and hearths. The drought was over, and although they couldn't explain it, a subtle undercurrent of awe and gratitude directed itself towards the old cottage at the end of the narrow alley. As the villager who had touched the tapestry walked through the square, he felt a strange blend of relief, guilt, and something akin to reverence. Word spread, as word is wont to do, and speculation grew like wildfire. Whispers turned into conversations, conversations into debates, and soon enough, the villagers found themselves united in a newfound belief. What if the weaver's tapestries could be more than art? What if they were a form of power that could alter reality itself? This revelation, profound and unsettling, was the crack that shattered the delicate equilibrium. And so began a cascade of events, each one pulling at the threads of a world not meant to be tampered with. With the loom's secret exposed, the villagers were poised to make demands that not only tested the weaver's abilities but also led them down a path from which there would be no turning back. The revelation that the weaver's tapestries were not mere decorative pieces but conduits of reality altering power reshaped the psyche of the village. While once the narrow alley and the quaint cottage were simply points of mild curiosity, they now became the focal points of collective fascination and intense scrutiny. But this new attention was accompanied by a growing sense of entitlement, a belief that if such power existed within their midst, it should be wielded for the common good. 
The atmosphere in the village square grew thick with anticipation and expectation, emotions manifesting in hurried conversations and huddled discussions. Though no one directly approached the weaver, still a figure viewed with a blend of awe and trepidation, the intensity of public sentiment reached a boiling point. It was as if the village itself, as a collective entity, had made a decision. The weaver must act, she must employ her unique abilities to weave a future devoid of suffering, a tapestry that would insulate them from the hardships of life. For the weaver, the sensation was almost palpable, like the charged air before a storm. The weight of the village's collective will pressed upon her, heavy and insistent. Her secluded world had been invaded, her sanctuary compromised. She felt cornered, her covenant of non-interference now standing in direct conflict with the overpowering will of the people who had, knowingly or unknowingly, put her in this place of power and ethical dilemma. Inside her cottage, she stood before her loom with a gravity she had never felt before. Each thread seemed to hum with potential, each color a palette of outcomes and destinies. Her hands hovered over the loom as if guided by invisible forces, both external and internal. Her eyes were drawn to the threads of gold and silver, signifying joy and prosperity, and away from the darker shades that spoke of hardship and sorrow. It was a torturous moment, the conflict between her sense of ethical responsibility and the irresistible pull of collective expectation. A part of her recoiled at the thought of such active manipulation, of so brazenly rewriting the destinies of not just individuals but an entire community. But another part wondered about the morality of withholding such power, especially when it could alleviate suffering and bring about a utopian existence. As she pondered the gravity of this decision, her eyes caught the soft shimmer of a unique thread, a translucent fiber that seemed to contain a swirl of infinite colors, as if representing the very essence of life's unpredictability. It served as a reminder that existence was a complex tapestry of light and shadow, joy and sorrow, triumphs and tribulations. Should she even consider crafting a tapestry that emits such crucial intricacy? With a heavy heart, she made her choice. Perhaps it was the overwhelming weight of the village's collective desire, or maybe it was the lure of witnessing the outcome of a perfect world. Either way, she silenced her reservations and picked up the threads of gold and silver, her fingers trembling as they moved to create a future tapestry unlike any she had ever woven before. And as the first threads intertwined on the loom, she felt both a sense of awe and a ripple of unease. Something monumental had been set into motion, a wheel of consequences that would spin faster and faster until its effects were irreversible. Thus, she began to weave a future free from suffering, completely unaware that the fabric of reality was not meant to bear the weight of such absolute ideals. Inside the dimly lit cottage, the weaver's hands moved with the meticulousness of a master artisan and the hesitance of a soul burdened with moral ambiguity. The loom seemed to sense the significance of this particular tapestry, its wooden frame creaked in protest, and the threads vibrated with a tension that mirrored the air of apprehension surrounding the endeavor. Yet, she pressed on, her hands guided by the collective will that emanated from the village like a palpable aura. This new tapestry was a vivid tapestry of prosperity and happiness. Lush fields of golden grain, skies forever clear and blue, homes bathed in the warm glow of eternal contentment. Each stroke, each weave, 
Each thread she tied seemed to sing of a world devoid of suffering, of hardships vanquished and replaced by endless bliss. She deliberately avoided the darker shades that had always found their way into her previous works, the deep blues of sadness, the greys of despair, the reds of conflict. This was to be a masterpiece of perfection, a depiction of a world where every twist and turn led only to favorable outcomes. Yet as she worked, a growing sense of disquiet gnawed at her. There was something eerily incomplete about this tapestry, a sense of imbalance that she couldn't shake off. The swirl of infinite colors that she had always incorporated into her works, a representation of life's unpredictable nature, was conspicuously missing. She had no place for it in this ideal world, and its absence felt like a gaping void, an unsettling emptiness that seemed to expand with each thread of gold and silver she wove. Finally, after what seemed like an eternity, the tapestry was complete. She took a step back to admire her handiwork and was struck by its unearthly beauty. It was indeed a scene of unparalleled perfection, yet one that filled her with an inexplicable sense of dread. Even as her eyes traced the intricate patterns and shimmering threads, she couldn't escape the haunting thought that she had created something that defied the natural order, something that was a betrayal of life's intrinsic complexity. No sooner had she snipped the last thread and separated the new tapestry from the loom, the air around her thickened, as if reality itself was hesitating, pausing before reshaping itself to mirror her creation. Then, with a shudder that seemed to pass through the very walls of her cottage and ripple out into the world beyond, the tapestry's design crystallized into the future it portrayed. As she stood there, staring at the tapestry now hanging limp in her hands, she felt an overwhelming rush of emotions, triumph, fear, and a heavy sense of foreboding. Unbeknownst to her, the world outside was already morphing, aligning itself with the future she had so meticulously woven. And it was in this moment of profound transformation that she realized her mistake. For in crafting a future that eliminated one aspect of existence, she had unwittingly given rise to another, a dark counterpart that she had neither foreseen nor understood. Yet it was too late, the tapestry had been woven, and its effects were already rippling through the fabric of reality. As the weaver's cottage settled back into its familiar stillness, a deceptive sense of peace descended upon the village. The sun shone more brightly than anyone could remember, as if even the heavens had surrendered to this new, perfect reality. Crops grew abundant and lush, children laughed as they played in the fields, and a sense of euphoria permeated every home, every heart. For a fleeting moment, it appeared as if the weaver had achieved the impossible, a reality devoid of suffering, a tapestry of absolute happiness. But the world is not a simple weave of threads, to be manipulated at will without repercussions. Reality has its own equilibrium, and the tapestry had disrupted a balance that had existed since the dawn of time. And so, as the days passed, the villagers began to notice oddities that twisted their newfound joy into a gnawing anxiety. Shadows seemed to stretch longer and more distorted as the sun set, as if unwilling to retreat into the night. Mirrors in households clouded over, their surfaces rippling like disturbed water before settling into unnerving stillness. Objects moved of their own accord, subtly, almost imperceptibly, as though shifted by invisible hands. A growing sense of unease settled over the village, 
a collective realization that the perfect world they had so craved was unraveling into something entirely different. In the heart of this transformed world, the weaver sensed the fraying edges of the reality she had woven. The loom, that once harmonious extension of her creative spirit, now stood like an ominous relic, its wooden frame groaning as if in agony. For the first time, she understood the magnitude of her transgression, in banishing one form of existence, she had given rise to another. This new reality, born of idealistic threads, had its own dark reflections, nightmarish entities birthed from the suppression of life's complexities. And soon enough, they came. Emerging at first as whispers in the wind, shadows at the corners of vision, and ripples in still water, these entities grew bolder as the walls between dimensions weakened. Shaped like twisted parodies of earthly creatures and beings, they thrived in the fractured reality, feasting on the fear and chaos they generated. Each night, their presence became more palpable, their forms more distinct, as they crept into the world from the gaps torn in the fabric of existence. In their wake, a paralyzing dread overtook the village. People began to avoid each other's gaze, their collective guilt manifesting in a silence that was as profound as it was haunting. The lush fields and clear skies that had once filled them with joy now seemed like cruel mockeries, beautiful illusions masking an ugly truth. The weaver knew that her tapestry had unleashed these horrors, that she had set in motion a chain of events that had led to this nightmarish existence. And as the village descended further into chaos, as the very threads of reality seemed to unravel, she understood that the burden of mending what had been torn asunder fell upon her, and her alone. In the depths of night, when even the bravest souls dared not venture out of their homes, the entities roamed with malevolent freedom. They defied description, for they were born from the absence of all the complexities and dualities that had been weeded out of the weaver's ideal world. Their forms were fluid, ever-shifting. One moment they appeared as twisted, elongated figures with too many limbs, and the next as dark, swirling mists that seemed to suck the very light out of the air. It was as if the suppressed elements of reality had amalgamated into sentient beings, each entity an embodiment of the chaotic, the mysterious, the sorrowful, all that had been eliminated from the new tapestry. Denied a place in the weaver's utopia, these forsaken aspects of existence had found a different form of expression, one that was both terrifying and tragic. And they were not aimless in their malevolence. It became evident that the entities were drawn to sources of emotional and physical pain, the very experiences that the new reality was supposed to have eliminated. Animals recoiled and whimpered in their presence, plants withered, and people felt an insidious drain on their spirits. The more the entities roamed, the more powerful they seemed to become, as if fed by the growing despair and fear that gripped the village. Yet, it wasn't just the tangible horror they inflicted that made the entities nightmarish. It was the existential dread they represented. They stood as physical manifestations of missed opportunities and unfulfilled potentials, each entity a dark mirror reflecting the imperfect, the flawed, and the real. They served as a constant, horrifying reminder to the villagers of the complexity and unpredictability they had so eagerly traded for the illusion of a perfect world. Inside her cottage, surrounded by her tapestries of past and future, the weaver felt each twisted thread of reality as acutely as if it were wrapped around her own soul. 
The loom seemed to echo with the screams of a distorted world, each creak of its wooden frame a lament. She knew that she had to act, to somehow undo the calamitous future she had woven, but the nature of the entities left her bewildered and overwhelmed. These beings were unlike anything she had ever seen or imagined, creatures of such chaotic essence that they defied the very logic of her craft. How could she weave them out of existence when their very form was an antithesis to the structured patterns and predictable outcomes her loom was designed to create? It was a challenge that taunted her, a riddle with no apparent solution. Yet, she also knew that she was the origin of this broken reality, the architect of its undoing. And so, with a determination born from desperation, she approached the loom once again, her eyes filled with resolve and her heart heavy with the understanding that she must find a way to weave these nightmarish entities back into the tapestry of existence, no matter the cost. The weaver sat before her loom, its imposing presence now tinged with a foreboding aura. In her hands, she held threads of shades that had never graced her tapestries before, inky blacks, suffocated greys, and nebulous purples. These were colors drawn from the essence of the nightmarish entities themselves, fibers that seemed to pulse with a dark energy as she touched them. She began to weave, and as she did, a new pattern emerged on the loom, unlike anything she had ever created. It wasn't a depiction of scenes or landscapes but a complex spiral that seemed to draw the eye ever inward, like a vortex. The spiral was a fractal, endlessly replicating its pattern on an ever-diminishing scale. It was a design of contradictions, both structured and chaotic, ordered yet unpredictable, a manifestation of the very complexities she had once sought to eliminate from reality. As the pattern expanded, the weaver felt a resistance from the fibers, as if they were conscious and recoiling from being bound into form. Each weave became a battle, a struggle to impose structure upon the chaotic essence of the entities. Her hands ached, her eyes watered, and her soul felt the weight of each twist and knot as if she were tying her very life into the tapestry. But gradually, she sensed a change. The tension in the threads seemed to lessen, their resistance to wane. It was as though the spiral was not just a pattern but a form of language, a way of communicating with the chaotic essence of the entities, acknowledging their existence, and giving them a place in the fabric of reality. Outside her cottage, the world seemed to pause, as if holding its breath. The shadows that had stretched unnaturally long began to waver, the dark mists that had roamed the night started to disperse, and the atmosphere of dread that had enveloped the village lifted ever so slightly. The entities, those nightmarish beings born from the fractured tapestry of existence, appeared to be receding, their forms becoming less distinct, their malevolent energy dissipating. As she wove the last threads into the spiral and cut them free from the loom, the weaver felt an exhaustion unlike any she had ever experienced. She had ventured into the uncharted territories of her craft, manipulated the essence of existence itself, and had returned irrevocably changed. Yet, even in her fatigue, she sensed that something was still amiss. The loom, now silent and still, seemed to mock her with its impassivity. The spiral tapestry hung before her, a swirling enigma that promised as many answers as it posed questions. She had integrated the entities into the fabric of reality, but at what cost? Was the spiral a solution, 
or merely another form of imbalance, a new distortion in the ever-complicated tapestry of existence. As these thoughts swirled in her mind, she felt a shiver run down her spine. A chill wind blew through the cracks in her cottage, rustling the tapestries that hung on the walls, as if whispering secrets she had yet to comprehend. She knew then that her journey was far from over, that the tapestry she had just woven was not an end but a new beginning, a spiral that led to unknown depths, where the boundaries between the weaver and the woven, the creator and the created, had blurred into an enigmatic haze. With the completion of the spiral tapestry, the weaver had achieved a fragile balance, a transitory peace that left neither her nor the world truly settled. Despite the retreat of the nightmarish entities and the lessening of their malevolent grasp on the village, a pervasive sense of unease remained. The air felt heavy, the skies less vibrant, and even the earth beneath their feet seemed to have lost its vitality. The weaver understood that the spiral was not a resolution, but a tenuous compromise. She had altered the architecture of existence once again, but this time in a way that did not entirely exclude the complexities and dualities that make reality whole. Yet, in weaving this new pattern, she had found herself enmeshed in its twists and turns, uncertain where the path led. Her loom called to her, its silent allure now infused with a sense of urgency. Each thread seemed to shimmer with latent potential, each empty space on the loom a challenge, begging for the harmonious design that could restore the original order. The weaver, her hands no longer trembling but steely with resolve, prepared to undertake her most arduous task yet, the undoing of her own creation. She approached the loom as if seeing it for the first time, her eyes freshly aware of the weight of her craft. The original tapestry she had created to free the village from suffering was carefully unraveled, each thread painstakingly pulled from its weave until only the bare bones of the loom remained. The threads, once radiant with the promise of utopia, now lay limp and lifeless, as if mourning their own unmaking. The weaver then reached for new threads, those imbued with the colors and textures of the world as it once was, a tapestry woven with shades of both light and darkness, joy and sorrow, chaos and order. With each movement of her hands, she felt as if she were channeling the very essence of existence, giving form to the myriad contradictions and complements that define reality. It was a slow, exhausting process, one that demanded her complete focus and unyielding commitment. Her fingers ached with each weave, her eyes blurred with fatigue, and her heart pounded in her chest as she neared the completion of her work. Yet she did not falter, for she knew that the future, both hers and that of the world, depended on the intricate design taking shape on her loom. As the final threads found their place, and the last empty spaces were filled, a profound silence fell over the cottage. The weaver cut the threads and took a step back, her eyes scanning the tapestry she had just created. It was an echo of the world that had once been, a tribute to the complexities that make reality rich and unpredictable. Outside, the sky seemed to brighten, the colors regaining their original luster. Birds sang, flowers bloomed, and a gentle breeze swept through the village, as if nature itself were celebrating the restoration of its innate balance. Yet, as the weaver looked at her creation, her heart sank with a sudden realization. The tapestry was not an exact replica of the original, it couldn't be. 
The very act of weaving it anew had introduced subtle differences, slight deviations that had forever altered the fabric of reality. With a sense of profound humility, she understood that her quest for restoration was inherently flawed. In attempting to return to the past, she had only succeeded in creating yet another version of reality, one that was neither the idealized future she had initially sought to create nor a precise reflection of the past. It was something entirely new, a third reality born from the remnants of the other two. And so, as she stood before her loom, contemplating the gravity of her actions and their irrevocable consequences, she wondered what new challenges and complexities this freshly woven existence would bring. The days that followed the weaving of the new tapestry were marked by a sense of cautious optimism. Children played in the meadows, their laughter no longer stifled by an inexplicable dread. Farmers tilled their fields, fishers cast their nets, and artisans returned to their crafts. The wheels of daily life began to turn once more, but the villagers approached their routines with a newfound respect for the fragile tapestry of existence that bound them all. In the midst of this cautious resurgence, the weaver felt a change within herself, a transformation as profound as the shifting realities she had crafted. Her hands, once nimble and strong, trembled as she tried to resume her work. Her eyes, which had seen the weft and warp of time itself, seemed duller, less able to discern the fine details of her tapestries. Most startling of all, her loom appeared distant, as if separated from her by an insurmountable chasm. It wasn't long before she recognized the toll her actions had exacted. Each manipulation of reality, each strand altered and reworked, had consumed a piece of her own essence. The loom, once a mere tool, had become a conduit for a transaction far more complex and costly than she had ever understood. She had been trading bits of her own life force to shape the fabric of existence, and the debt had finally come due. Despite this revelation, she felt no regret, only a weary acceptance of the balance that governed all things. The act of creation was not without sacrifice. The weave could not be altered without leaving a trace, both on the tapestry and the weaver. She had rewritten the very rules of existence, but not without inscribing the cost of that endeavor into her own being. As the days turned into weeks, the weaver found herself increasingly detached from the world she had so drastically reshaped. She could no longer sit at her loom, her energy sapped and her will exhausted. Instead, she spent her days gazing out of her window, watching the villagers go about their lives, her heart swelling with a mixture of pride and sorrow. And so, she took to wandering the woods, her steps slow but deliberate, as if each footfall were a meditation on the ground she had once taken for granted. She touched the leaves, breathed in the scent of the earth, and felt the wind on her face, simple pleasures, but ones that she now understood were threads in the intricate tapestry she had been privileged to weave. With each passing day, she grew frailer, her movements more labored, until she became a wisp of a figure, a shadow barely perceptible even in the bright light of day. The villagers, once so eager to seek her gifts, now averted their eyes when she passed, her very presence a reminder of the complexities and costs they had nearly forgotten. As she felt her strength waning, the weaver returned to her cottage one last time, her eyes lingering on the loom that had been both her gift and her curse. It stood there, imposing yet inert, 
a monument to the indelible mark she had left on the fabric of reality. In her cottage, surrounded by tapestries that narrated epochs and landscapes, the weaver found herself contemplating the one constant that threaded through all of existence, the unyielding march of time. Though she had the power to manipulate the weave of reality, she could not halt her own inevitable decline. Her life force ebbed away, each day a fading echo of the one before. Yet, as she sat there, her eyes drifting over her loom and her many creations, she caught sight of a small, unfinished tapestry in the corner of her workshop. It was a project she had begun long ago but had set aside, consumed as she was by the complexities of her later works. The tapestry was simpler than her others, but no less beautiful. It depicted a sunrise, a moment of new beginnings, its hues captured in threads of gold and orange and red. In that unfinished sunrise, the weaver found a glimmer of hope. Though her power had diminished and her vitality drained, she still possessed the skill and knowledge that had made her the master of her craft. Perhaps she had enough life left to complete this one final tapestry, to capture a moment of pure, simple beauty and hope. With great effort, she rose from her seat and approached the loom, her hands trembling but her spirit unbroken. She selected her threads with a care born from decades of experience, choosing colors that would breathe life into the dawn she sought to weave. And then, with a steadiness that defied her frailty, she began to weave. As the tapestry took shape, it was as if the room itself responded to her efforts. The air grew lighter, the ambient shadows less oppressive, as if the very act of creation imbued the space with a renewed sense of purpose. The tapestry was not just a depiction of a sunrise, it became an affirmation of life itself, a testament to the enduring beauty of existence. As she wove the final threads into place, completing the tapestry she had started so long ago, the weaver felt a warmth spread through her body, a glow that emanated from her very core. It was a fleeting moment, one that she knew could not reverse the sacrifices she had made, yet it filled her with an indescribable sense of fulfillment. The completed tapestry glowed with a luminescence all its own, a woven sunrise that seemed almost to radiate its own light. It was her final masterpiece, a message of hope and renewal left for a world that had too often been weighed down by darkness and complexity. Though she knew she could never reclaim the life force she had expended, or rewrite the innumerable threads she had altered, the weaver found solace in this one, simple act of creation. It was a bittersweet victory, a glimpse of what could be rather than what had been, yet it filled her with a peace she had not felt in years. As she took her seat, a tired but contented smile on her lips, the weaver allowed herself a moment of quiet reflection. Her loom stood silent, her tapestries motionless, but in that stillness, she sensed the eternal dance of creation and destruction, of sacrifice and renewal. And in that dance, she found her place, a single thread in the ever-changing tapestry of existence, her colors forever woven into the fabric of reality. The cottage, once filled with the rhythmic clacking of the loom and the rustle of woven destinies, was now enveloped in silence. The weaver sat quietly, her gaze moving from tapestry to tapestry, each a relic of a reality altered or amended. But her eyes lingered longest on the sunrise, the symbol of hope and new beginnings. 
it was as if that final act of creation had forged an unspoken connection between her and the world she had so tirelessly shaped. Then, as if obeying an unseen cue, the weaver rose from her chair, her movements slow and deliberate. She took a shawl, woven long ago with threads of varying shades and textures, and draped it over her shoulders. She then opened the door of her cottage, allowing the air to flow freely through the room for the first time in what felt like eons. Outside, the world was in its twilight, a period of fading light and expanding shadows. Yet, even in this in-between time, she could sense the subtler vibrations of existence, the hum of insects, the rustling leaves, the distant sounds of villages going about their lives. And though these sensations were but whispers on the wind, to her, they were as clear as any tapestry she had ever woven. She made her way through the quiet village, a lone figure wrapped in a shawl of complex design. Though her presence had once been the epicenter of awe and fear, now she moved almost unnoticed, a relic of a past that had been overwritten by the weave of a new reality. The villagers had long ceased to understand her, but the traces of her labor lived on in the warp and weft of their world, in the rhythms and textures of their daily lives. Reaching the edge of the forest, she felt the land acknowledge her in its own quiet way, the trees seemed to bow slightly, the earth beneath her feet softened, and the wind carried a scent of rain and renewal. There, amid the ancient trunks and rustling leaves, she finally felt her energies wane, the last threads of her life force unspooling like yarn from a distaff. Yet, she was not afraid. As her vision dimmed and her breaths grew shallow, the weaver felt enveloped by a profound silence, deeper than any she had ever known. It was as if the world itself had paused to honor her passing, to bear witness to the final moments of one who had reshaped the very fabric of its being. In that silence, she felt the last remnants of her essence disperse, dissolving into the air and earth, flowing through the roots and leaves, becoming one with the tapestry she had forever altered. And as she took her final breath, a gentle breeze stirred the forest, carrying her soul into the ever-changing weave of existence, where it would linger as a quiet, indelible thread in the vast, intricate design of the world. The silence that followed was not empty but full, an affirmation of life and death, of creation and dissolution, of complex patterns forever evolving yet eternally complete. And in that silence, the weaver found her final, everlasting peace. In the days that followed the weaver's disappearance, the villagers felt an inexplicable shift in the air. The quality of the light, the texture of the sounds, even the scent that wafted from the fields seemed subtly changed. It was as if the world had exhaled a long-held breath, releasing a tension that had been building for an eternity. Children resumed their games, adults returned to their labors, and life continued in its intricate dance of existence and decay. Within the weaver's cottage, the loom stood silent and empty, an artifact of forgotten power. The tapestries that lined the walls, each a frozen moment of a reality that had been, remained undisturbed, as if awaiting the return of their creator. But among them, the tapestry of the sunrise seemed to glow with a particular vitality, as if imbued with the last remnants of the weaver's essence. When the villagers finally ventured into the cottage, their eyes were drawn immediately to this final work. It was unanimously decided that the tapestry would be placed in the village square, a tribute to the mysterious figure who had once shaped their destinies. 
As they hung the woven sunrise for all to see, the colors seemed to shimmer and dance, casting a warm, golden glow that defied the natural laws of light and shadow. As days turned into seasons, and seasons into cycles, the tapestry became a fixture of village life, a symbol of hope and renewal that inspired tales and legends. Parents told their children of the enigmatic weaver who had once harnessed the powers of creation and destruction, and artists tried to capture the luminescence of the woven sunrise, a phenomenon that science could not explain. Yet, what the villagers failed to notice was a single, almost imperceptible thread in the tapestry, a filament so fine and translucent that it blended seamlessly with the surrounding weave. It was as if this thread existed outside the normal spectrum, a hidden strand that connected the tapestry to an unknown dimension of reality. As years passed and the memory of the weaver faded into the realm of myth, this concealed thread remained constant, a silent testament to the complexities and nuances of existence. And though no one could see it, the thread vibrated with a frequency that was felt rather than heard, a resonance that emanated from the very core of the world's being. It was this hidden thread that carried the weaver's final message, a message not of words but of essence. It was a pulse of pure potential, an unformed idea awaiting the loom and the hand that could shape it into being. And though the villagers could not perceive this hidden thread, it continued to resonate through the layers of reality, its vibrations intersecting with countless other threads in the ever-expanding tapestry of existence. No one knew from where this mysterious thread originated or to what reality it was connected, but it remained, a latent force woven into the very fabric of the world, a hidden thread awaiting the moment when it would be drawn into the weave, altering the tapestry of reality in ways both wondrous and unimaginable. Many generations had come and gone, and the tale of the enigmatic weaver had become a cornerstone of village lore. The woven sunrise, still hanging in the village square, had never lost its brilliance, and on certain nights, it seemed to shimmer with an otherworldly light. As the season cycled and the world around the village changed in ways both subtle and profound, a peculiar event unfolded. A child was born with an extraordinary affinity for patterns and colors. As the child grew, it became clear that this was no ordinary talent, the intricate designs created were imbued with a beauty and complexity that captivated all who saw them. The villagers couldn't help but compare this prodigious talent to the long-forgotten weaver. One day, this young artist felt an inexplicable urge to visit the tapestry that hung in the village square. Standing in front of the woven sunrise, the child felt a connection that transcended time and space. With eyes narrowed, the artist noticed something extraordinary, a hidden thread that seemed to oscillate at a frequency beyond normal perception. No one had ever seen it before, yet to the child, it was as evident as the tapestry's vibrant colors. Compelled by an instinct that was beyond understanding, the young artist returned to their workshop and began to weave. Days turned into nights, and nights back into days, yet the child remained engrossed in the task. Finally, after what seemed like an eternity, a new tapestry was complete. Unlike anything ever created, it depicted not a moment or a scene, but the abstract notion of interconnectedness, each thread linked to another in a mesmerizing dance of colors and patterns. When the tapestry was revealed to the villagers, they were awestruck by its complexity and underlying harmony. And then, a miraculous transformation occurred, 
the new tapestry began to resonate with the ancient woven sunrise. The hidden thread in the old tapestry vibrated more intensely than ever, as if awakened by the new creation. In that moment, reality itself seemed to pause, a breath held in anticipation. The hidden thread in the sunrise tapestry, finally activated by the resonance with the new tapestry, unleashed a wave of energy that coursed through the world. Things that were amiss started to right themselves, a sense of balance and harmony pervaded the air. The nightmare entities, remnants of the weaver's past mistakes, vanished into the folds of unreality. Peace and prosperity returned, not just to the village but to lands far beyond, as if the world had realigned itself in a more harmonious configuration. Only the young artist understood what had happened. The hidden thread had not been a mistake or an oversight by the old weaver. It was a message to the future, a dormant seed of potential that needed the right moment and the right hands to unleash its power. The weaver had known that her work was never solely her own. It was a collaboration with time, with destiny, with the countless souls who would inherit the world she had shaped. And so, she had left behind a thread of possibility, a fragment of her essence woven into the very fabric of reality, awaiting the day when another would take up the loom and continue the eternal dance of creation and transformation. As for the young artist, who had unwittingly completed a cycle that had been set in motion eons ago, they felt a newfound reverence for the interwoven complexities of existence. No longer merely an artist, but a weaver in their own right, the child knew that the tapestry of reality was an ever-evolving masterpiece, one that required the contributions of countless hands, guided by both skill and love. And so, in a secluded corner of their workshop, the young weaver began to prepare a loom for a new project, one that would carry not just their own hopes and dreams, but the aspirations of generations yet unborn. Carefully, they chose a thread so fine and translucent that it was almost invisible, and began to weave it into the tapestry, knowing that its true purpose would only be revealed in the fullness of time, by hands and hearts they could not yet imagine. 